You're listening to The Swingdom, the Finally. podcast of the year. <laughs> Two guys, 28 clubs, zero putts given, with your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. We're back. We're really back. We're back. Who's Who is Hudson Swafford? We don't even remember anymore. Who's... Is, are they still playing the PGA Tour? Yeah, it's 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 in I Vegas, so. so it's like late. They like the final tee time was at three fifty five Eastern Standard Time. So like, it's I'm looking at the scores right now, and Martin Laird, mm-hmm. who is currently in first, he's only through seven. Oh, well, so they've got another two do. hours. And I just want to call it. I just want to be yeah, like, Martin Laird not... wins. Martin Laird wins. He's up by two through yep. seven. <laughs> We're not even worried about it. No, no. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome back to the Swingdom. I know. This is, this is excellent. It feels a bit strange. I'm, I think hey, that's why okay. I'm trying to figure out what should – do I do the yeah, intro what are again we doing? now? Is that how it goes? I want you to – can you pull up a calculator real quick yeah. so I can tell you how many miles I did? I've got one in my brain. When did you, when did you start your trip? The I started 29th, right? I started my trip on – I started walking on the 1st. No, on the 1st. Th- All right. 30th? No, on the Tuesday – Tuesday – yeah, I started walking on Thursday the 1st. Thursday the 1st. All right. Yeah, uh, and you finished Tuesday, on what day? Yeah, Tuesday Mark. I had a lesson with Matt Fryer, Tuesday. which I don't know if you know, know who you Matt did. Fryer is. YouTube YouTube golf instructor. Yeah. And actual golf instructor, but he's and on YouTube. Yes. The coolest dude ever. So we is he? Yeah, we videoed a lesson with him. I got a 40-minute lesson where he was just like, You're you're terrible. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and I was like, I know this. I'm That's glad I'm somebody else said it. And then, and then he, <laughs> that's <yeah>. right. <laughs> and then um, he did a, like a 15 minute lesson with cousin banger. Um, and he was just like, your swing's amazing. Just turn your hands over more and have more confidence. Mm. And I was like, wow, that hurts. Matt Fryer. I've been playing golf for 12 years. And all you have to say is my swing plane is wrong. And I come over the top and that's why everything is a slice, regardless of what I call it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then on wednesday we played silith on solo which is like a lynx course it was a oh it was such a beautiful golf course you like look over the river at scotland yeah i love all the pictures you sent me (laughs) and i was like one i think i sent you one i was like it (laughs) it almost felt like yeah, it was like four pictures in total. One of us was and just And it was my almost feet. like you were rubbing it in. Yeah, and I didn't appreciate that. That was not okay. When That was that was the <laughs> opposite you fin- you of me rubbing on a it Monday, in. Right? That was the opposite of me rubbing it in. It rained on Saturday so much, and you'll see it in the video soon, that like my feet just turned to grapes and I was afraid I was gonna get trench foot. And then everybody was like, You don't get trench mm-hmm. foot from one day in the rain. And I was like 
want you could i guess (laughs) you could all right and then you i've done the calculations on thursday yeah i've done the calculations and and you had to have clocked i'll ask this because what i really like to interview you about this okay Uh, but you did the hundred miles hundred holes challenge yes a challenge i invented myself for myself just, just to be humble. Well, and about it. and you did, you did great, and everybody's very proud of you. And it seems like the entire European golf community, um, basically partook in this and was along the ride with you. It was a lot of fun. And we raised over I a thousand say, pounds. We raised over like thirteen hundred dollars. You did, and I you asked me to do this challenge with you and I am proud to say Ben that I clocked 12.2 miles. Yes. Alongside you. How many holes did you play? 18. Nice. Well, you played golf today and I have more holes than you have miles for a week. That feels like a win to me. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. But I well, feel I, your pain. I ended up I doing. <laughs> I ended up. I ended up doing a, like a map of it on on like a pedometer thing, like through the OS maps here in England. Right. And it ended up being including the golf, 118 miles. That's what I I had. That was one of my questions. I figured that the 100 miles did not include the golf mileage that you were putting in. So it did. I just didn't realize how much golf I was going to be walking. <laughs> how much extra it was yeah i oh, absolutely so, love so it you have some, we, yeah, yeah let's let's do you want to do the news or do you want to try to ask me more questions let's start the show let's I, start the show fair, and then yeah. i haven't really like i've only followed golf a little bit over the last week and a half so I, I don't even some, want to talk about golf. I have some questions for you regarding golf and <laughs> regarding the PGA sure. and the European that? tour. But let's let's start the show. Let's get to it. You ready? I'm ready. You're listening to the Swingdom, the champion podcast of the year. Two guys, twenty-eight clubs, zero putts given. With your hosts Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Swingdom. My name is Ben Ridner. I did not keep a handicap while I was on this trip, so it's still an 11.5 because it surely would have gone up. I'm here with my best golfing buddy, Gunner. His handicap, has it gone up or down? It has not changed because our plans for the day were postponed because of the inclement weather that we have. Ah, So so Gunner's still a 5.3. We both use golf clubs. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. he walks, mostly I walk, um, and then we play golf and that's who we are as people. As humans, we play golf. Watch golf yes. Golf, and um, golf. that's right. It's pause real quick. It sounds like your audio is out. Does it really? Is your mic working? It should be. Yeah. Is it in the, yeah, I can hear that. Hello? Even even that far away, it's uh, 
that close and that far away, it all sounds the same. It's really strange. I sound, if I do this. Oh, I can't hear you at all. So if I turn it back up, now if I turn it up on the board, can you hear me now? Beautiful. Okay. I think, yeah, I think That's it's, it. I think Zoom is just being a bit flickery for some reason. It is flickery today. It yeah. looks like they've changed. They have an update that they've done. Oh, did I not? Now we're the not side yet? by side. I don't know. We're not. Are are we side by side on your screen? Yeah, I'm still side by side with you. Oh, see, we're stacked now on Zoom on my screen. Very strange. Okay, I Zoom haven't done the update is, yet because I just got back. That's okay. We appreciate Zoom. Big shout out to Zoom for making the Swingdom podcast possible, to be very honest possible, with you. Very possible, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, very possible. I also have another uh, fake uh, plug. I'd like to plug the putt-out pro system. You know, that little ramp that you put? Yeah, I wanted one so bad when lockdown happened and you couldn't find him anywhere. I found one yesterday at Walmart. Yes. Okay, because I'm going to throw Walmart under the bus. Good. Okay. I'm going to throw Walmart under the bus in a good way for me. Okay. Uh, I went to Walmart and I was killing some time because I was going to play poker and I had to pick up some ice, but I was like 30 minutes early. So I was just putzing around Walmart and I said, oh, Abigail, my daughter, she's five. She has a new bike that doesn't have a bell on it. And this story is going somewhere golf related. So, it doesn't have to. I want to hear. I want to hear it now. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, the bikes are over by the the golf equipment at Walmart. The yeah, it's, it's all in the sports. Stuff. So it's like anything sports related. Yeah, yeah. fishing right related. Other, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like uh, health. So go, then it's toys. Then it's sports. Then it's fishing, sure. which is bigger than than sports. It and is then you've much. Got, and then you've got car parts. Yes, and they have a – it's like you've been to this Walmart. So, uh, <laughs> so I go in there, right, Yeah. and I see that they're, they're selling the putt-out pro system. Yes. I said, what? At Walmart? I look down. Convenience. <laughs> it's $20. Yeah. I said, $20? It's not like $39 like it is at Dick's? I'm going to buy this. So anyways, I've had it since last night. I must have putted already a thousand balls into this thing. Yeah. This is, it works, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. It's it, a cool it, thing. And I have holes in my floor, right? Because I have a putting gallery. So I have actual golf holes. It's full of golf art. <laughs> it's full of golf. It is. It has art. Well, All of our it a gallery. <laughs> it's a gallery. It, I have putters on the wall. Do you bleachers? The, I, do, I have a bench and it has the people sit on it and clap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes occasionally <laughs> it's mostly Gavin and I who clap for each other, but that's good. Anyways, we have this whole golf room and there's, but I, I've been using this thing all day. It's, it's quite incredible. And does it and have it the really hole in the middle? Does it have the hole in the, the middle? hole in the middle? Yes. How many times have you hit the hole? Four. I've out of made a thousand. It into, out of a thousand. My putts are <laughs> my putts are not perfect. But no, I've it's hit. so hard to get it just in the hole. To yes. get it to sit there. So it's it's an incredible putting 
thing, I'm going to reach out to them because I'm such a believer in less than 24 hours. I, I kid you not. I'm a believer and I don't even own it. I kid you not that yeah. this thing, I have noticed that my, that my pace has dramatically changed. Yeah. And I have, I bought it at 1030 last night. Wow. Ridiculous. Like wow. my, my pace is great right now because of this system. I'm going to reach out to them and see if they'd like to put that together in a package for once we hit 2000 followers on. They're Instagram. probably, they're probably already listening to us. Cause we're such, hope, we're such, I big mean, deals. we're big. So <laughs> put out pro systems. If you'd like to send us, some goods that we can hand out to our, our listeners. Cause it's I think they should make us like a custom six foot mat. Like they do some, for some other podcasts. Oh, that'd be great. Cause the mat looks really neat. I appreciate yeah. the mat. Okay. Yeah. So I, I just got off track. I haven't clearly. noticed. I haven't noticed at all. I've clearly gone off the rails, which was so long back. I'm surprised it took this long to really stray from the, can point. I just go, can I go off track a little bit too, please? Do I look better with a hat on or without a hat on? Let me see. Without a hat? You look really good in general. That's your with jeans. A hat. I feel like the hat like is a bit of a shadow on my face. I like gonna, it. It I'm pulls go the outfit together. Yeah, right? go 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 without today. All right, cool. You have that's a good did you cut your hair cut or is yeah. that just natural? You know Sound Man Dan? I do absolutely know him. His wife, Sarah, cut my hair. She did a really good job. Yeah, I think so too. I'm starting to grow in. It looked a bit weird at the beginning because it was like so tight on the sides. Right. But now it looks pretty good. Yeah, even now. Sound Lady Sarah, thank you so much. Sound Lady Sarah, yes. I love, I'm going to start calling her that. She's going she's gonna to hate it to death. Yes, Sarah Senate shout out. Yeah, thank nice. you. Thank Very you. Very good haircut. Um, where was I? Before so I talked some, about... You have some questions for me oh, yes, about yes. the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions for you about about what's about the happened in the last ten days in golf. Okay, why don't we save that because most of the most of it is going to be about you. I want it most to mostly to be about the breakdown of this walk. No, we'll save. For it can't the all third. be about me. Oh no, no stop oh, it. Oh, the the lights oh, no. too bright. It's don't too shine bright on my the face. glamour. I'm such Anyways. a humble individual. Okay, first. I need you to break down this entire walk for us. And I want to, sh I want to shout out to Cousin Adam and Soundman Dan. For making for, it possible. For really making it possible because we know that you're, you're the showman in the group. But we, it seems we have a four-man crew on the swingdom now. Yeah. Officially and i was like too uh, tired plus i'm terrible I at wish, social media so they just took over all the social yeah, media for i the noticed trip. that i was like well i have a free week like what am i doing i'm just i focused on i watched uh batman all nice. week because i was like yeah screw it dan's got it <laughs> yeah they did they had, a, they had a really good i was i was really pleased with all of it um, all right so break down this walk. You 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 took uh, cousin Adam and Salman Dan out on a charity walk to raise uh, funds for two charities who are really close to this podcast. Um, and uh, you walked way too long and yes. played way not enough golf. Uh, golf. So take it away. You just I'm gonna sit back, listen. 
let the listeners take in what you did and action. Okay, so last Tuesday, no, last Tuesday, the 29th, mm-hmm. the two Tuesdays ago? That was the 29th. Must have been two Tuesdays ago. <laughs> it was two, yeah. I mean, this is like, well, to be fair, like eight been a weeks while. ago. I was yes. like, I want to do something fun yes. that's really going to like help the Swingdom brand and be challenging and like give give sort of the people who don't know about the Swingdom or know about the Swingdom or don't know about anything about golf, just like a little something extra to like root for. Right. Because people do it like people row – like row boats across the Atlantic. Lame. No golf. There's no golf involved. You know what I mean? It's terrible. Yeah. Um, People try to hike like the three tallest peaks in England in 24 hours. That's kind of interesting, but you got it. You have to drive for most of the day to do it. Um, Can I pause you right there as somebody who's from the state of Colorado and we have the great Rocky mountains. None of them are over 14,000 feet. But listen, it's always 14ers and 13ers and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, I'm super dope because I hike and I climb mountains. And yeah, it's not as impressive to me. It's not as impressive so, to climb I'll, I'll, mountains. I'll, I'll get to this like a little bit. I'll get to this because I think it was like day five where I was. So, okay. So, so we go, we go have a lesson with Matt Fryer. And mm-hmm. no, wait. So eight weeks ago, I was like, I want to do something fun. I want to do something challenging. Um, and then Dan was like, well, why don't you like involve some charities? And it'll like, they'll help get the word out a little bit. Like you can do something good. Like it's not just, it doesn't, it's not just going to be like about building the channel. It's about doing something good. It's about doing something fun and interesting. And when people do fun and inter- interesting things like this, mm-hmm. like it is, it's good to bring like it's good to bring aware. That's sorry. I was looking for the word, but it's good to bring awareness to like to things that we care about. So Rowcroft Hospice really like helped Dan out when both of his parents were poorly, and mm-hmm. um, the Golf Foundation is just like it's. I think it's a it's a it's a foundation we may even start working with a lot because mm-hmm. their goals are to bring kids into golf help them stay into golf and then connect golf to life skills. Yeah. And they're actually one of the first foundations who are trying to make an actual connection between mental health and outdoor physical activity, specifically with golf, Mm -hmm. which I know both of us have made that connection. That's why we do this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was talking to Vanessa who's head of fundraising there and she was like, it's really important that like when kids go to play golf, they're confident and that, and in that they're going to have fun and go out there and play golf no matter what. And I said to her, like, not only that, like you're building confidence and helping kids go to new places and try new things. Right. Like it's not about just getting the kids to like feel confident enough to hit a golf ball. It's about getting the kids to feel confident enough to want to get into their parents' cars and go somewhere new. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think that you, and Gavin and myself and sort of my, my mental health awareness, I think we're going to end up doing a lot of good things with the golf foundation over time. I just think, I just think it's an easy match for us. Oh, absolutely. And you know, uh, um, they're partners with Tyrrell Hatton who just won the, the BMW PGA championship. So question now, can I yes. ask you a question before I rant on? Yes. Um, he wore a hoodie. Yes. 
Why? And people got mad about this? Who cares? Uh, look, uh, remember when when Phil Mickelson wore his button-down shirt yeah. and everybody had a fit? You remember when Justin Thomas wore a tie and yeah. everybody threw a fit? Yeah. Get off of it. Remember when Ricky ah. Fowler wore joggers and high tops? You remember when Ricky Fowler wore joggers? Uh, Keegan Bradley came out in Air Jordans? Who cares? Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. I was just sort of like, this is like, he's still wearing his sponsor's clothes and hat. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm cool with it. No matter what he's having fun. He's doing the right thing. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, uh, speaking of the golf foundation. Yeah. Right. Big congratulations to Ben Rinder. And the guys at the Swingdom Podcast, Ben, Cousin Adam, and Soundman Dan finished the 100-mile tough hike along Hadrian's Wall and played 100 holes at some great local courses near the wall. Charity donations given by friends old and new will be shared between excellent Rowcroft Hospice in Devon and our charity, the Golf Foundation. Please donate. Well done, lads. They look tired. But happy, we're and so we are, tired. and we hear the locals, and we hear the locals loved them. Yes, that's a big, that's a big, uh, that's a big shout out from the Golf Foundation. There, that was you guys um, did a great thing here. That was really cool because, like, the I think the locals were the biggest part. So, so day one, we start on Bowness and Solway in this little shed. It said Hadrian's Wall. It's on the Instagram. It's essentially like where the wall mm-hmm. would have started, um, or where the path would have started that would have you know sort of segregated. England from Scotland and it's a 16 and a half mile walk into Carlisle. Mm -hmm. So the first sort of 10 miles are like along roads and sort of uh, farmers like ruddy tracks. And then we have to go through a few fields Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I figure out that I actually have to like lift my trolley and my golf clubs over gates. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> over some gates we did i was like this. i was i totally forgot that this is going to be a thing so we end up doing this that this is a real hike yeah and like a lot of it was on flat roads which was nice it you know how when you go hiking because you live near shenandoah or because you lived in denver like you expect yes, because it- i go hiking continue yes um okay but like you expect <laughs> it to sort of be like trails through the woods yes like, that's not how it is in England. In England, it's sort of like however you get to village to village using either roads or public footpaths or, like, World Heritage mm-hmm. footpaths like the Hadrian's Wall is. Um, like, that's sort of mm-hmm. how you get around. So you're walking through fields now for, with sheep and cows in them. Oh. Like you're walking. Just in through, through property, yeah. Yeah, you're walking through people's gardens. Oh, like very walking nice. through farmers now for fields. our American, our for our American listeners. Yeah, Hadrian's Wall is one hundred percent in England. Yes, it All was. Of Hadrian's Wall is it in was in the year one hundred forty A.D. Built, uh, designed, mm-hmm. and built by Hadrian Augustus, um, Roman. Roman emperor, sorry, yeah, which is why his last mm-hmm. name is, which is why his surname, his family name is Augustus. Um, it was built in the year 140. They built it from the River Tyne all the way to 
um, Bounus on Solway. In a lot of places, it was sort of like packed turf, mud, and ditches. But along the mm-hmm. crags of Walltown to basically the the beginning of the River Tyne like estuary where it sort of starts connecting to the ocean. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was the border between what was then Roman Britain and the Scots and and the barbarian cultures of Northern United Kingdom, (laughs) which is how the Romans phrased it. (laughs) But to everybody else, they're just known as the Scots. Right. Right. (laughs) So, and then basically over the last 2000 years, whatever was made from stone was robbed and used to build castles and houses and fences. So there's not a whole lot of it mm. left. There's of the 84 Roman miles or 75 miles as we know them, there's only about 30 miles of it left. So we wow. walked the first day just sort of going, is that a wall? No, that's a fence. Is that a wall? No, that's a ditch. Is that a wall? That, well, that could be some wall, but we're not really sure. And then we walked through some, some lovely <laughs> villages, got uh, a coffee at a pub next to where um, King Edward I was buried. Wow. So, the, And this is the thing that's going to sound weird about hiking in England. But most people we saw who were hiking Hadrian's Wall, they don't have a tent. They don't have multiple days of clothes. Mm-hmm. What they usually are doing, they're doing one of two things. They're either hiking from one pub or B&B to the next pub and B&B they've booked. Or what they're doing is they're driving to the, like driving to where they want to end that day and taking a bus back to where they start. Huh? So like the fact that like me and me and cousin Adam had tents and actually camped out was quite, was quite rare because we didn't see anybody else with tents. Huh. Now, I, I would assume that a lot of major historical things have happened along this trail, if you will, I guess. Because, uh, yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, England's pretty small of a country. So when you think about major historical, you know, English events, yeah, it's fair to say that they're pretty clumped together um, by location, right? Because I'm looking here, the population um, and the, well, and the size of England is significantly less than it is here in the U S. And as a matter of fact, there's, it looks like there's six times the people in the U S than there is in England. I think it's 10. I think there's Um, 650 million people in the U S and about it 60- says here 50, 55 million. Oh, yeah, I guess that's more than 10. I yeah, can't do I, math. Was, I think it's about 65, so. and then I think it's basically 10 to 1. Um, more than 10 times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I think the thing is, is that there's so much in the Dark Ages of England that you can sort of forget about because mm-hmm. the Romans were in England from a from, – from a, uh, I mean, so the Romans were an imperialistic culture. Like, they wanted to take over the world. They wanted to rule everything. They had built these massive armies. These armies then 
um, captured civilizations, took them on as slaves, and basically ran these civilizations as, um, as I don't want to say elaborate, but basically as like military leader dictatorships. Mm-hmm. And so they came to, the Romans came to England in the early part of the first century. I want to say sort of between like 40 and 60 AD. Mm -hmm. And they came in through the, like the White Cliffs of Dover, which is basically the shortest point between what is now France and England. Um, I Mm. think they actually went a little bit north of that to, I think it was Newport, between Newport and Newcastle. And that's where they actually found refuge on the island because I think the White Cliffs of Dover were such a good defense system that the Romans couldn't actually, you know, just, just climb the cliffs and, and fight the brave warriors that the Britons were. The, um, the, is, is it Britons or Brit? Brit uh, it's pronounced what Britons. Is, I just said Britons. So that, it's pronounced Britons, I, but it's B-R- like that. B-R-I-T-O-N. T-O-N-S. Some, sometimes you say things uh, and now you have a British flair. You're welcome. Um, to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but the, the Romans were only in the UK till around the year 400 AD. They were only here for about 350 years. Only. only. I, well, that's, I mean, the thing is, is if you think that, that people have been occupying this island for 200,000 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 400 of that is, is quite short. And I think that people sort of go, okay, like there's Roman history. Then you sort of get to early medieval history which is sort of like like early i want to say like early tudor but even pre-tudor history mm-hmm. and that's like i want to say like i'm not 100 percent sure i'm just sort of making some of this up but i'm uh that's like 14 15 1600s when you start seeing written history again um now this, well, like, I, the strange thing is is that like the romans had yeah. villas they had they had underfloor heating. They had running water. They had internal toilets. They, yeah, they, they're ballers. They were ballers, and then all of they had the written language. They had mm. churches. They had they had places of prayer. They had sacrifices. They had all of the things that we sort of have in modern culture. And then that disappeared for sixteen hundred years. It, uh, that whenever you, for about a thousand years. Whenever you talk about the written language of of the Romans, uh, it always makes me think of the life of brian i don't know if you've ever seen yes. that from monty yeah. python like, yeah monty python yes uh where it's just latin i mean like i know i'm sort of like but it's latin uh, it's latin but john cleese his character as a roman guard makes um uh, uh makes the guy he he comes in i can't I, I think it's brian actually in the in the movie he yeah. he goes and he graffitis the the coliseum and John Cleese's character makes him correct all his grammar mistakes. Yes. Yeah. That's, I mean, to be fair, I think like most, like, uh, like Latin was a language I could learn in middle school. Yes. And if you go to a Catholic school, like my wife is adored, like you have to learn Latin. Right. Because you're going to be a doctor. Or because you have to read, <laughs> you have to read the Bible in its original text. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Um, One or the other. So it was really cool. I mean, like you, we saw a decent amount of the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cool. I appreciate the the 
some of the Instagram live stories that you, oh, my you wonderful put out. history lessons. That you gave the, I mean, they were history lessons, but you were giving sort of a tour of encampments and, yes. and, yeah. and the wall. And I thought that was really an important piece to this. I think it was Harrow Scar I did that. And I was just yeah. sort of like, this is really cool. Yeah, and it um, was, it was really cool. And I think a lot of our followers appreciated that. Yeah. Because I like to, I like to think of myself. I sort of started the journey as Ben, the golfer. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to, th- I'd like to think that I finished the journey as Hadrian's caddy. Yes, absolutely. If Hadrian the, ever wanted to play golf along the wall, you'd be his caddy. I'd be his caddy. That's right. You, what was really cool is, you know, we talk a lot that I'm in the U S and you're in England and that, resonates for some and for others it doesn't yeah um as a matter of fact even for me it doesn't resonate that you're in an entire different continent than i am yeah it doesn't feel like three thousand miles of ocean right and so when you give this history of the place that you are it's almost like if i were to do a, a a instagram live tour playing golf along the um uh the civil war trail yeah here and that's where i live you know i live on the like right on top of civil war battlegrounds yeah for the united states um it it really brings up like oh wow you really are in a different place and there's a whole nother world out there and i think that's really important for our listeners i mean tied to golf is super special i think the cool thing about hadrian's wall is that like i think it's a different world for a lot of english people as well oh wow Cause it's so like, it's so out of the way mm-hmm. it's considered, you know, it's very much is the, the farthest Northern reaches of England you can go to that. Not a lot of people go to when you, when you travel in America, you tend to travel South. I think it's the same in England. Most people vacation in the South, not the North. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing is, is that not a whole lot of people walk the whole thing i think they sort of go into the museums and take in a bit of the history and and see the relics and the artifacts but Mm -hmm. it doesn't have any relation to modern britain times well you know what's also interesting about this is that you're talking about thousands of years of history yeah when you talk about hadrian's wall yeah and as an american okay our constitution wasn't even written 300 years ago no, so I was like the old st- course of St. Andrews was built 60 years before like America was before the the North American continent was founded by Christopher Columbus. Right. And so yeah. the so when you talk about, oh, this was, you know, 100 A.D., like we yeah. our history starts in the yeah. 1700s, the 1600s. And, and so I think it's really I it sounds like that bit of history for the English people might get lost because it's so old. Um, and for us as the United States, um, we couldn't fathom having that deep of a history without having to cross over into an entirely different subtext of indigenous people and native Americans. And before, us eastern europeans even showed up (laughs) you know yeah i think it's fascinating i I really do i i've been so happy and so impressed with this entire journey you've been on it's been really cool i can't you know and i know yeah 
Stop it. No, no you don't. stop it. No, you stop it. No, you stop it. It was no, fun. You stop saying nice things to it me. It was so much fun. Um, I thought it was going to be hard. I don't think I knew how hard it was going to be. Um, we walked 16 <laughs> miles to Carlisle to Stony Home Golf Course, which is like a municipal course. Um, the manager there mm-hmm. gave us free greens fees because we were doing it for charity. Good for them. And guess what else they let us do? They let us pitch our tents on the golf course. No. Yes. So we got to pitch our tents between the ninth tee and the fifth tee on one of those little, like, this is how we get the, the, the greens mowers, like, through without disturbing everybody. Right. So that was really cool. We woke up the next week. <laughs> so we walked 16 miles. Then we played 10 holes of golf. I could mm-hmm. not feel anything below my waist. <laughs> and then we went to sleep and it was like 50 degrees uh-huh. and we woke up and it was like 30 degrees Fahrenheit Fahrenheit. So it was like okay. minus one and there was frost on the ground wow. in England. And I just woke up and I was like, I don't ever want to go camping again. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Why is it so cold? Why couldn't I get warm at all? This was miserable. Um, but we woke up the next morning. We played the next eight holes um, and then we walked to Eden Golf Course, mm-hmm. which was lovely, but it was so hard. It was so hard. And I, like, I don't know if this is going to sound right or wrong, but I feel like there's a difference between English parkland courses and mm-hmm. American parkland courses. And I felt like Eden and then I also played Close House were just like very, very good British versions of american parkland courses now is close house that's the lee westwood course that's the lee westwood that's where we played the colt course which is where they held the british masters this year mm-hmm. which lee wow. lee westwood um rory mcelroy ian poulter terrell hatton all those mm-hmm. guys got out there and played i told uh, cousin adam on the first tee, i was like rory mcelroy hit the ball from 10 yards behind us and I think his legs started shaking. I think he was so – because he's only been playing golf for five months, and his legs just started uh-huh. shaking. He was just like – I and then he duffed it off the tee. He just grounded the club <laughs> and put the ball, like, just off the front of the tee box. And he was like, well, that's a good start, which is, I think, yep. what most people would do. So, you okay? Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, of course I saw that. Did you see the? Did you see like the lights go down? Yeah, yeah some somebody out there messing with the lights. Yeah, they're it's happening again. I think we're getting ready to lose power. Oh no! So yes, yeah, so we mean, played I'll nine holes. We played well, nine I holes. I actually I won't because the internet. But yeah, you played yeah. nine holes. We played nine holes at Eden Golf Course. It was beautiful. It was so hard. What's going on there? <laughs> This has to be very distracting. It's a so little for bit, the yeah. listeners who aren't who aren't watching on the YouTube, yeah, the the lights in this room keep going way down. Yeah, brownouts. Uh, we're in the middle of a storm. Yeah, we're having brownouts for sure. Uh, we're in the middle of a storm, and we're not so sure if we're going to make it through this entire podcast now because this yeah. is the fourth time. That it's tried to cut the power out on us. 
Um, But we will go as long as possible. Ben will finish this podcast up or we will pick it up tomorrow tomorrow morning, uh, uh, which will be October 12th of 2020. So I'm trying to think like (laughs) what Eden – so like Eden Golf Course reminded me of like Stonewall Jackson without the houses. Oh, well, I like Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. It really reminded me of Stonewall Jackson without the houses. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, it was just really big and wide open. You could have put houses between just about anything you wanted to out there, but – um, the thing they did that was really annoying mostly was that they just grew all the grass to like 18 inches. Oh no. So there was no, it was like fairway first cut. Mm-hmm. Your ball was gone forever. Oh no. And like, we only went out with like six balls each and we almost didn't make it through the nine. <laughs> That's so tough. It was so tough. Well, especially because we walked eight miles from Stony Home to Eden, played nine hi- nine mm-hmm. holes up and down a hill. It was – so this is the thing about this golf course, right? It was probably mm-hmm. the prettiest golf course we played. It and Close House were probably the two prettiest golf courses we played in terms of, like, in terms of – like standard golf courses that you would see like the PGA tour or the LPGA or like what you would see is like the standard definition of a playable golf course. Right. But somehow this golf course just managed to like, like break your mind and spirit before you Hmm. even got on the tee box. (laughs) So you got on, you got on the first tee and it mm-hmm. was 220 yards over a pond. Oh. So it's like, it was like 170 to a pond on the left-hand side of the fairway. But the fairway goes from about 50 yards wide to about, it comes over to the right side because the pond comes in at like 170 yards. It gets to like 10 yards. No. It's, um, you know, the 10th at, at South Wales? Yes. So it's, it's like that where it's like 220. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, you can take your driver over it. But the way it works is like there's a bridge in the middle, there's a pond, and then a creek goes through it. And so there's a creek up the whole right side. So if you're short mm-hmm. left, you're in the water. If you're long right, you're in the water. So there's nowhere safe. And you know it was even more messed up? Mm. Is that in front of it, like at 150 yards – there's a five foot mound that goes across the entire fairway. Oh, so all you can see is this mound at 150 yards. And if you've never played it before, you're just like, I have no idea what is happening. Right. Like the, the seventh hole was a par three. It was 165 yard par three. Mm-hmm. And you're on one side of the hill. And then there's like a 30 yard drop. And you go all the way down and then you come all the way back up and there's like, there's a little bit of fairway, but like, it's really just neck. You know what I mean? It's just really just like the neck of the green. Mm-hmm. And then there's the green mm-hmm. and it goes around. So then like, if you're right of it, it drops 35 yards and is in a pond. And if you go left, you're on the other tee box or in the woods to the left. Fantastic. But you know, what's even harder hmm. is that the, 
the green is still 15 feet above you. <laughs> so it's a it's a blind shot uphill, mm -hmm. even though you're looking down on the rest of the valley. That's terrible. I that is so frustrating. So as like a first time player, it just felt like it, it, they designed it so every shot felt like a blind shot, which was just really hard. Like the uh, like most of the times when you play a golf course, the risk resort the risk reward is sort of like forward like thirty seventy. Mm -hmm. you're sort of like okay I, like 30 like if i need to mm -hmm. i have a 30 percent chance of making this risk shot but if i don't want to i still have a 70 uh, 70 percent chance of playing this hole safe and getting out with a bogey mm -hmm. like that's how i feel about it right like it's either i risk it and get like a birdie or a par like a, most if i risk it and i get like a birdie if right. i go for the safe shot it's sort of like par bogey but mm -hmm. with the risk shot, I can always like double or triple, come out with like an eight or a nine by accident. Sure. And I just felt like on this course, mm -hmm. it was like 10% 90. Wow. Like if you wanted to take a risky shot, you only had a 10% chance of making it just because the course was so hard to dial in in your mind. You would have loved this course. Like this, if, of all the courses I played, including close house, I was like, I was like, I want to bring Gunner here. Cause I want to see how his mind would work around this golf course. I, I would love to play every single one of those courses, but that does sound, I love a course that is a test. Yeah. And cause it was like 440, I, it was like 440 yard par fours. Mm -hmm. into the wind uphill so they played like 500 and you're just like no okay it was more like 380 and they played like uh -huh. 450 and you're just like this isn't fun this isn't fair it is something enjoyable yet frustrating about having to take like a take like a hybrid into your as your approach or taking a three wood as your approach shot yeah over yeah. you know yeah bomb and gouge and yeah. and, and driver wedge yeah or driver mid iron mm -hmm. really like the idea of having to hold a green with a hybrid or a three wood i don't I, that's my kind of te i like that i like know. i like trying to hold the green with like a seven iron or an eight iron oh, okay right like 170 to 200 out like that's a real test for me like holding mm -hmm. a green from 220 or 230 Mm -hmm. no i like the idea of having to chip and putt for par i, I like, love that don't get I me wrong i like love that. that i've gotten so good with my 60 degree wedge and want like i, I absolutely love that don't get me wrong mm -hmm. but what i don't like is is playing for like proximity to the green not playing to the green oh right so that's no, what, that I, was hard for me um when i come out there we'll play there i like that yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, so then we walked from there four miles to our campsite. Mm -hmm. We camped overnight. We got up at seven o'clock in the morning with a 15 mile hike mm -hmm. and it just poured with rain. <laughs> that's right. I, you, you posted quite a bit about the rain. Yeah. I like so that, that. That's where I live streamed the most. Cause I was just falling over constantly and we didn't get to halt whistle, which, was like it was just it was a again like 
the municipal courses that cost 20 quid mm -hmm. were not half as good. Like they were better than half as good as the courses that cost 40 quid. Wow. Like, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally know what you're saying. Like when you go to like a, like, um, like a $15 course in the States and then you go to like a $50 course in the States it's like you can tell the difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like with these courses, you can tell the difference in, like a little bit in maintenance, mm -hmm. but the experience you got was the same. That's awesome. Yeah. So halt whistle, you're like on top of this hill overlooking like Hadrian's wall for 15 miles. Wow. And they have double greens. So like two and 17 share a green. Mm -hmm. And it's like, please don't hit your approach shot until they've gotten off the green. Right. And there was a few of those and it was fun, but we got there so late and it was raining so hard. We only played five holes because I was either falling over or swimming. Mm -hmm. um, and then we stayed at Hadrian's holiday cottages, which are like these little pods, which are like as big as this room. But it's got two beds and a bathroom and they were immaculate and Nigel and Catherine who were, who were running the B and B, I guess it was their place. Like they, it was amazing. It was the, it was, it was the most comfortable I, I could have been. They had the best breakfast. It was, inc it was incredible. So we slept really well that night out of the rain, in a warm place. That's when I sent you a picture of my feet. Yes. Because my feet were so gross and trenched out and disgusting. Um, you didn't have to, by the I, way. No, I, future, I had to. For future reference, you don't have to do something like that. It, I, was, I was afraid they were going to fall <laughs> off. I wanted you to say goodbye because I was afraid this was oh. the last time I was going to see my feet. And I said gross. Yeah, so, I think everybody thing. did that. Everybody's just like, that's really, it felt really gross. Like I couldn't move my feet for two days. I was just sort of like hobbling. Dum, 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 dum. Oh, I was hobbled most of this trip. My <laughs> knee went after like day two. Oh, I, I hobbled most of this trip. Uh -huh. um, and then on day, so day four, we woke up, we played hole six, seven. And then because 17 and 18 went back to the car, we played 17 and 18. Okay. So we got our nine holes in. Mm -hmm. So at this point, that's 36 holes. And then we had to walk what I thought was going to be 22 to 24 miles to Matt Fenn, uh, Matt Fenn Hall Hotel and Golf Resort. Mm -hmm. Turns out it was 30 mm -hmm. because the map, I, I was using Google Maps and it doesn't do elevation. Right. It just does straight line. So that day there was five miles in elevation change that Google didn't account for. Oh, right. So that was the day where you saw me carrying my buggy and golf bag up and down stairs for 15 miles. That's crazy. That was impossible. That was the worst. That was the best day. Cause you got all the views. You spent the entire day next to the wall. Like uh -huh. there were the most people out there. People donated, I think like 35 pounds while we were walking, they're like, oh, why are you walking with a golf bag? And some people were just like, oh, you're far from the fairway. And I was just like, no, I lost, I lost a golf ball out here. <laughs> Have you seen, what are you doing out here with a golf bag? Have you seen my golf ball? It's, it's this big. It's white. It's got number four on it. I can't find it. 
<laughs> or they'd just be like, what? And I'd be like, should I use a six iron? What should, what do you, what do you think the distance is? And they were like, okay, all right. And I was like, no, we're doing it for charity. If you want to hear some stickers, donate on the website. And they were like, well, I've got five quid now. So they'd give us five pounds. Um, and it was incredible. But I didn't realize we weren't going to make it to Matt Fenn Hall that night. So I thought we were going to camp out uh -huh. somewhere, but we were still five miles short of camping out at eight o'clock at night. So this is when we huh. got a little worried. Um, luckily, Nigel at Hadrian's Holiday Lodge just said we could stay the extra night if we wanted to. And we were sort of like, well, we're not sure we're going to need to, but we definitely needed to. So I let him know around lunchtime that we we're probably going to get back to him. He was so amazing, so hospitable caring felt like i was one of his own fed us delicious breakfasts it yeah if you go to halt whistle golf if we go to halt whistle Shout golf, out. We're, we're just gonna stay there again because it was in, it was so nice so nice good it was so nice and then the next day we walked we woke up dan dropped us off where we got picked up from the night before in the pitch dark I think that's when Adam got the most fed up with me. Cause every time there was a hill, I was like, this is the last hill. And then we're going to be there. And he was just like, shut up. Mm -hmm. You've said that tent. This, this is not the last hill. Stop saying this is the last hill. <laughs> um, I think the thing that sort of like bothered me the most about the entire trip was that like, it's just, it's people's farmland and they don't fence it off. So like we were mm -hmm. walking through and they're just like cows knocking over the wall. Uh, I was just like, what do you like? This is a, th this is a 1500 over. years old and you're just stand, you're just scratching your butt on a, on the wall. Let's put a fence here. What are you doing? Uh, so uh, fences are expensive. They were just animals the whole time. Like we, you can't get away from the sheep or the cows. Cause it's just somebody's farmland you're walking through. That's just the way it is. Right. So, so yeah. So mm -hmm. Dan dropped us off. We walked 15 miles to Matt Fenn. We had to get there before 430 because we had a 430 tea time. So we mm -hmm. hustled. We got there. We got changed. We played nine holes. You play golf on this course and every time you turn around, they've like put a gap in the tree so you can see this beautiful, massive, like old English hall that's been there for generations upon generations. Uh -huh. And it's just beautiful. It's fun. It, it wasn't the hardest course in the world, which is nice because it's a resort. But it felt like an English resort course. We stayed there that night. We woke up the next day. That was our rest day. Guess what we did? What? Because we didn't play 18 holes at Halt Whistle like we were planning to. We had to fit in nine more holes somewhere else. So we played, so played twenty seven holes. We we played eighteen holes at Matt Fenn. They have three nine hole courses, plus a driving range, plus a par three course. Wow! And it's it's just in like the most beautiful North Umbrian scenery, North Northumberland, Northumberland. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing. It was just like it was a peaceful, windy beautiful day in northern england where you just get to play golf with your mates and have a blast and do it all right you know what i mean like how often do you play nine holes yeah. of golf and then spend two hours eating lunch not often. not often and then go back out for the next nine it, 
Uh, maybe once or twice I've done that. But it's nice. That's really cool. <laughs> That's the fun bit. Uh, woke up the next day. We had to walk eight miles to Close House. Um, mm -hmm. And Close House was like up and down the side of a mountain, it felt like. So I was like, okay, like it's not sure. that bad. It's only eight miles. Turned out it was 10 miles. That was, that was not mm -hmm. fun. And then we get there, and it's a hard course to walk. Have you ever have you have you been to Creighton Farms? Uh no, I have not been to Creighton Farms. So it so like it reminded me of it. It reminded me of like TPC Avenel. Ah, uh, or no, like RTJ or Cre I mean, it really I've reminded me the most of Creighton, which I'm sure you and Gavin you will know, get to Avenel go to soon. Eventually, yes. But I'm it sure. wasn't like a British Lynx course. It was just like, it just felt like an American course on a hill. Mm -hmm. And it was tough. <laughs> Remember, we, like, we played every course from the yellows because I was like, I'm not going to the tips. I can't do this. Right. I can't feel my legs. I don't want to do this. It'll only make me angry. Like, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. So we, um, we played from the yellows, and I shot an 89. Wow. I birdied 17, a par well, five. You said you were frustrated with that, and I told you, given the circumstances, that's a really good score. Yeah. I was hoping to sort of, like, shoot around my handicap once, but, mm -hmm. like, I, I couldn't feel my ankles. Well, you know, when you add the, when you add all the walking in, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Nobody's blaming you. I was, I was so <laughs> tired from walking after like the third day, not even after the, after yeah. the first night of sleeping outside and getting back up to play more golf. Like I lost two club lengths. Oh no. Like I was hitting my eight iron 150 yards. Uh, that's what that's that's pretty close to what I do. I was hitting my gap a, wedge. I was hitting my gap wedge. Okay, let me put it this way. I was hitting my fifty degree wedge. Uh huh. Ninety five yards. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My set's really. My gapping is really good, so I'm okay with my eight iron going one hundred and fifty. But, but when you when you take the gap wedge and it doesn't even go 100 yards that is tough i couldn't hit my 60 degree more than 60 yards <laughs> like it just wasn't going i was like i was like 75 yards out and i was like oh i'm gonna have to like this is a strong sand wedge <laughs> <laughs> this is a full shot yeah i was so <laughs> like I, I normally hit my eight, like the reason i would say is like i normally hit my eight iron 165 and i was struggling yeah. to hit it like 150 i was like 145 that's an eight iron yeah <laughs> that's so tough yeah like how far do you hit your pitching wedge i hit my pitching wedge goes about 140 yeah. Uh, okay. So see, this when I'm better. really in sync, when I'm really in sync, I, I have pretty close gapping to what you have. Yeah. My eight's about, about 160, 165. My pitching wedge, 
I can usually get a hold of it regardless of how I'm swinging that day. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm between 145, 135. Yeah. Uh, but I always have that safe range, you know? Yeah. So like my, my pitching wedge is like, like comfortably one, like if I'm choking up and I'm trying to get it close, I'm like 130 to 145. Mm -hmm. But usually it's like, like 135 is my perfect distance. Uh-huh. Yeah. I nice, was like, easy, soft swing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like 115. You can do this, Ben. <laughs> You, you don't it. have to get out your nine iron. You can do 115 with this pitching wedge. <laughs> yeah, where so it, on a normal day, that's a little clip for the for the pitching wedge. Like I, yeah. I was happy if yeah. I hit my driver 200. <laughs> your your distances were so off. They were so off. Um. So yeah, they were just off. They were miserably off. But close house was gorgeous. They were so nice to us. They the. The, um, the marshal came out and asked us how we were doing, knew who we were, thanked us for doing what we were doing, and just sent us on our way. We had an absolute blast. Good. Um, we slept at a campsite. Then we walked 16 miles through Newcastle. Mm -hmm. If you ever get the chance to go to Newcastle, just don't. Just don't. Don't? I mean, you can if you want to stay in the city. If you want to go see, like, a football game. Right. By football, I mean soccer. But, soccer. yeah, football game. Um. But it was just, I don't know if it was, it was probably just because it was like a Thursday and it was a bit eerie and quiet and everybody wasn't like really around. Um, but it didn't, it like, it didn't feel like a lot of people really took pride in how the city was perceived. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was a lot of these, like this, this footpath we were on that was just like covered in garbage on either side. Oh, that's terrible. And it could have just been like the part of Newcastle we were in. Cause by the time we got to the center of it, it was fine. But then when we got sort of out to the other side, again, it was just like graffiti and tires and things like that. Um, so all I'm saying is that like, if you're going to, if you're going to do this 100 miles, 100 holes challenge, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't start in Newcastle. I would finish in Newcastle. Mm -hmm. Um, if I was just doing it for fun and it didn't matter how many miles or holes I was doing, I would just start a close house or finish a close house. Mm. Um, but we made it to Centurion Golf Course at Wall's End. It's kind of cool. It's like a Roman-themed golf course. Huh. Like all of the holes had like names of like the Roman forts around it. It's a picture of, uh, of Hadrian on the, on the, uh, the T signs. Um, and it was – it was a fun muni for, Good. for 20 quid each. It was a bit on the expensive side, but <laughs> a bit on the expensive side. I love that 20 quid is expensive. Now that you've been acclimated to European golf. Well, we got to uh, Holt whistle and it was 15 pounds for 18 holes. Well, like $40 here is pretty cheap for a golf course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, I think with the cart, you're still looking at like an extra 15 pounds. If you're walking uh, 20, $25 for 18 holes is like the lowest you'll find. I like that. But the gaunt, I mean the gauntlet where you were going to today or South Wales or um, Prince William, they're mm -hmm. all around like 20, 25 pounds, $25. If you don't have a cart. No, they're more like $60. Not on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. 
you got to play at about 4 p.m. and you only get to play nine holes for 20 no. bucks. Yes. You haven't been here in so long. Everybody, you play, you play everybody's golf. jacked their prices up. Have they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's no. about, I remember uh, in the summertime it, at Prince William Golf Club, which is a beautiful course. You, used to you get- and I play there. Uh, and it was $35 with a buggy each, which means it was like 20 for golf and 15 for a cart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We, we is were, Meadow Farms super expensive now? Meadows Farms is about $60 for 18 holes. Um, on a, like on a, on a Tuesday before noon? It's $55. Or is this like on a Saturday? No, that's... Saturday it's about sixty bucks. On a Friday it's about forty five fifty, depending on who's working. Mm. Uh, this is this is not fun. This I do not like this. Uh, um, uh, East Coast U uh, U S golf is is pretty pricey. I I've I just yeah, think it I, is. So I've played I've played hundred dollar rounds. I've yeah. played fifteen dollar rounds. I haven't played a hundred dollar rounds. The most I've ever played is like sixty dollar rounds. You and I should go to Raspberry Falls, uh, and we'll play a hundred and twenty dollar round of golf. You paying for it? Although it's beautiful. No, our sponsors will pay for that. We have to. Oh do wow, a show. it has gone up. I'm telling you. No, I mean you could still get a. I guess I don't know. if This is like the. Yeah, it's gone up. It's gone up by about ten dollars since the last time I played there. That's not cool, Meadow Farms. That's not cool, South Wales. Um, oh yeah, so we went to Halt Whistle, right? And we, uh-huh. I put in. <laughs> it's an Honesty Box golf course. Yes. So I've there's just like there's box, a yeah. there's a door, and in the door is like a letter. Yeah, like, and you slip your like, money in, you or you put, slip you, your you throw in a bunch card of information in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we get there the next day and the marshal's there and he's like, well, have you paid? And I was like, well, I paid full price. I paid 15 pounds for 18 holes. But we're only going to be able to play nine. And he mm-hmm. was like, well, why? I was like, well, really, we're only going to be able to play four today because we've got to walk halfway to Matt Fenn. And mm-hmm. he was like, what do you? And so he talked to Dan while we were out playing golf. And Dan was like, yeah, we're, they're doing like a charity golf thing and this, that, and the mm-hmm. other. He gave Dan our money back. Mm-hmm. And then he gave us 20 pounds for charity. There you go. It was just like, I was just humbled by the entire experience of like people saying, oh, you're having fun doing something for charity. Well, we want to support that because charities are good and fun things should be fun as long as you're doing good for somebody. You know, I, I saw somebody had commented on one of your posts, on one of our posts. Uh, it was yours, but I'm going to say ours because... That's fine. You know, whatever. No, we're a team. But it's all ours. Uh, so they said, "I saw you guys out there, yada yada yada." So yeah. I responded, and I know you guys were in the middle of the hike, and I I responded. I said, "That's awesome. We really appreciate your support." Um, stop off it, and I gave him the link and and whatever. And he he wrote back, and he said, "Yeah, I definitely will. I had five. I have a I had a fiver on me though, so I slipped it to him on the walk." And I thought that was just so cool to just yeah. some random know, just guy gave us a 20. Bucks. 
Five we, bucks, may, you know, $5, yeah. 20 it makes a difference. We were walking to, we were walking to, we're to, to Halt Whistle, and we walked past this lady walking her dog, mm-hmm. and she's like, what are you doing with your golf clubs? And I was with like – With a Rottweiler, right? Yeah, a lady with a Rottweiler. And I was just like – I was like, a Rottweiler. I was like, well, I'm doing a charity walk. And she's like, well, my husband plays golf, and my cousin owns Eden Golf Course. And I was like, we just played Eden Golf Course. And she was like, did you have fun? I was like, yeah, it was amazing. It was challenging. It nearly killed us, but it's a beautiful golf course. And she was like, yeah, I'll donate when I get home. I don't have any cash on me. And she did. She just donated as lady with girl with Rottweiler. Yep. Well done, boys. It was fun. Yeah, it was it fun. Is... We did the whole thing. It, it was 117 know... miles, including the golf. You want to do some math yeah. real? You want to do some math real quick? Well, before we do math, let me, I'm going to just give a shout out to girl with a Rottweiler, Dave and Deb Smith, Spot and Leslie, Margaret Anderson, Charlie and Al, Susan Bloor, uh, Shelby Ford, Angie, Chris Sennett, Simon, Karen and Dave, uh, Bree or Bry, B-R-Y, Chris, Nikki, uh rachel mandy bowater uh jay combs like thank you guys so much like and i'm not i wasn't on this walk and i i you know and i i don't deserve any of the accolades or credit for the good things that 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 ben and cousin adam and sound man dan did um uh for Rowcroft hospice and the golf foundation but you know from the from the bottom of my heart i i really do appreciate everybody pulling out of their wallets and helping out these foundations because with the typical uh, charity, you know, Ben and Adam and Dan would have been reimbursed for their expenses. And then the remainder would have gone to charity. These guys poured money out of their own pockets to go. We're not not going to talk about how much. (laughs) And, and every dollar that you spent, towards the charity goes directly to the charities it's yeah. it's a 100 percent goes to the golf foundation around row crop hospice so big shout out anybody who listens to this please pass it on yeah um and if anybody is, else wants to donate you know, the any little is, bit helps the page is going to be open until mm-hmm. the first of the of next year so we're still yes. going to be promoting yeah, the donation keep it up. page yeah, we're going to keep it up on our Instagram. That's, you know, you only get one link on Instagram. We're not going to put up our iTunes link. We're going to keep the donation page yeah. up until 2021. So please stop by um, and and donate and $2, $1, whatever. Everything yeah. helps. I, I think that's matter. sort of, you know, if you give two cents, that's still one more cent than either either nonprofit had before. That's right. Right? I don't know. That sounds right. That's right. That's right. You're well, we had, it. Yeah, I think we're going to start planning the next one soon. Very cool. It might be the Civil War Trail, like it you said. Got, it actually got me thinking, like, sh- I should do this, and I should, I should walk the Civil War Trail. It took me, like, it's, summers this is, off. I this should is, do this. This is day three, and I still can't feel my left knee. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to go get an MRI on my left knee just for fun, (laughs) just Just to make sure it's okay. (laughs) Um, But I had an absolute blast. Uh, I've got to, I've got to figure out the whole score that I have. 
Um, I think I'm actually forgetting mm-hmm. my, my nine holes from Halt Whistle at the moment, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go figure those out. Um, yeah, what, I mean, what do, you, do you, have any, you have any questions? Yeah, so I have three questions. Yes, have Three go questions, for it. we'll do a read, and then we'll talk about actual golf. Okay. Um, my first question is, what was the hardest part of this? Uh, it could, um, I, I guess I have four cause this is kind of a branching question, but what was the h- hardest part of this entire journey? So the thing I like, the thing I enjoyed the most was just sort of knowing that I, I had to wake up in the morning and all I had to do was walk and golf. Um, I think the hardest thing was trying not to like look at the mileage trying not to go okay it's been an hour i've done two miles i have to do another 14 miles in seven hours i've got eight hours of walking because like my brain works in a mathematical way right and then i just want to be like well am i am i 12.5 percent tired right now because it's an eighth of my day like, am I going to be able to do the rest of it? I think it was, it was just a lot of fun being able to do it. Um, the hardest thing physically, I think, wasn't like the, the days I thought were going to be the hardest weren't the hardest because I was ready for them. It was the day after where you still had to walk 15 miles anyway. So, like, the most beautiful section right. is, like, a ra- it's from Walltown to – once brewed which is a village about 15 miles down the road and it's all just like Mm -hmm. 50 to 60 steps up and down the crags along the wall like it's absolutely gorgeous you're next to the wall the entire time Mm -hmm. and i was like i was like this is going to be the toughest day it was the next day when i had to wake up and walk 15 miles again and go play Mm -hmm. nine holes much harder that was the hardest day Mm, i got you yeah so what was hardest what was hardest for you? Was it the golf or the walking? I think it was the golf. And just because I had to like, I had to relearn golf. Cause That's you're kind of what I thought you were going to say. You're pretty it, it, broken after, after 30 miles of walking. Right. And I yeah. think the, the hardest part was probably like figuring out my clubs and not hitting everything 10 yards short. I got really good with like my lob wedge and getting it close from about 30 yards and in like a ton of mm-hmm. one putts. I felt really, really good about one putts, but I felt really, really bad mm-hmm. about hitting like my eight iron, 135 yards and being like, I don't have any more. <laughs> There's nothing left to right. give. That's all I got. Can I just run a That's flea right. flicker? Can, can we make up a new yes. play? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was technically second, but my third question is, who improved more at their opposite skill? Because cousin Adam is a, uh, an experienced hiker, trail yes. hiker. Yeah. And you are clearly much more experienced at golf. Who improved more your ability to, to hike trails or cousin Adam's uh, ability to play golf? I think it was, I think it was fairly even i think that 
Uh, the thing that I didn't expect was that, so I did the whole walk without any headphones in. Mm -hmm. I just did the whole walk listening to what was going on around me, mm -hmm. which I think is quite rare these days. I think most people, when they go out for a walk, they've got headphones in, they're listening to a podcast or music or something. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I just trying to be in tune with everything around me, which was probably cool. But um, I think I proved to myself that I could do a walk like this if I, if I really, really wanted to. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that Adam proved himself that he was any better of a golfer. He did shoot. How many shoot. Do you think he shaved? Um. So what he's he's probably a like a thirty six handicap. Mm -hmm. And I think without walking, if he keeps his game going, he's gonna get down to about a twenty five very quickly. Mm -hmm. I think he's gonna drop. I think he's gonna be sort of in like the the 95 to 105 range very, very quickly. Yeah, and and, then, he and can, then he can wipe the floor with you in Stableford. Yeah, I think, yes. <laughs> oh, I think he's actually going to get, I think he's going to probably get into, I think he's going to become a bogey golfer very, very quickly. He just, I him. just didn't, I think he was finding it so frustrating to just not like, I think because he was so comfortable walking, he thought he would be comfortable playing golf. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't the case. And I think that frustration got the better of him a few times. Even people who are really good at golf are frustrated by golf. Yes. That's what I, that's what I keep trying to tell people. All right, what's, what's your yeah. last question? All right, my last question. Would you have been able to make this trip possible? Okay, would you have finished this entire walk without Dan and the Land Rover, would you have finished? Because I saw the giant stickers on the SUV, yeah. and I felt like that pushed everybody to do better Yeah, because it was such prominent advertising for your, your goal. Well, I think everybody, uh, everybody who knows me knows that I'm like – I'm a sort of slapstick. Like when people see me walking along Hadrian's wall with a golf buggy instead of golf clubs, you do look like one of the three stooges. Like I'm the first person, <laughs> I, but I, I'm the first person to play it up. Yes. Like if somebody makes a joke, I'm not going to go, Oh, well I'm doing a walk for charity. And if you feel like donating, here's like, here's blah, a tin. blah, boring. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm the first person to be like, like, is, do you think this is a five iron or do you think this is a six iron? Right. Like, should I, what do you, what do you think? You think this is a fade or a draw in? What do you think I should do? Have <laughs> you I... seen my, I think there's a pond over there. Do you think I hit my ball into that? You know what I mean? And they're like, <laughs> you know, people are like, well, you're, you're a mighty long way from a golf course. And I'm just like, I'm just like, well, you drive it as far today. as I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I drive it really. Have you heard of Bryson DeChambeau? Cause I drive it a thousand times further than he does. <laughs> Right. Seven miles from the closest golf course. I've just lost it. Have you seen a? Do you seen a, a Vice Drive golf ball number four? Just give me a call. That's right. Just just email me. Here's the sticker. If you feel like donating, donate. But if you find the golf ball, just you know, just let me know. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> just put a little flag down. I'll come so, hit it. 
I have fun playing it up to everybody. Like I have fun uh -huh. telling my story, which is that if it wasn't for me wanting to have better mental health, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have started this podcast with you. I wouldn't play as much golf as I do. I wouldn't find solace in the focus mm -hmm. and mindfulness and sort of singular task of getting a golf ball closer to the golf hole every time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think now that golf has sort of helped me just not even in turn, like it hasn't helped me financially at all. Cause it really hasn't. I, I spend way more money on this podcast and playing golf than I think it'll ever make me. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that it's given me sort of like, it's enriched my life so much that all I can do really is to help show other people how it can enrich theirs. Very well said. So like teaming up with the golf foundation is easy because I do what they do on a small scale. I take everybody I know who wants to go golfing. I will give them the opportunity to go golfing. Mm -hmm. Um, the Land Rover was a mat. I feel so bad for Dan's Land Rover because it smells like us. <laughs> I, I think he's going to have to set the interior on fire just to get the smell out. Um, but Dan was a huge Dan was a huge part of the trip. Mm. Dan is right, the one uh, who motivated also, us the entire time, congratulated us. He was like, I can't do what you're doing. And I was just like, you, by being here, you're doing it with us. He also found your hat. That was huge. That was huge. I left that hat on a post, and like two miles later, I was like, I left my hat. And Cousin Adam was like, are you going to get it? And I was like, I can't. My legs don't want to go back that way. <laughs> I was like, I don't want way. to do it. So I sent Dan a, a pin on Google Maps of like where the hat was. And he was like, I guess I'll go get it. Um, no, Dan, Dan, Dan did about 30 to 40 miles of, of walking himself just in the golf courses. No, I, you know, I, a big shout out to Dan because he makes a lot of this behind the scenes. Dan makes a lot of this. He made it that's all why happen. We, that's why we call him Soundman Dan. Yeah. He makes a lot of our podcast function. Yes. Um, and he did all the videoing and he did all of like the – the data interface stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we're too, he did all of it. We're two very dysfunctional people. And without Dan at the center, yeah. uh, we would just be, uh, the one time we didn't press record, uh, we never would have even figured out that there was a record option without Dan. Yes. So we yeah. would have just spent once a week talking in the, in the second person yes. uh, to to the atmosphere and nobody would hear this without oh. sound man dan and we we definitely you know from myself and and speaking for you obviously we mm -hmm. we definitely love having him as part of the team yeah um, it was like and, no it was it and, was beyond motivating to have him and the van and everything um i don't want to make it sound like like it if it wasn't for seeing his face at the end of the day i would have never made the walk <laughs> no, but no. but it was it was it was fun sort of doing this thing with my two best friends here in England. Yeah, it, it's really cool. I, I'm really happy that this project allowed us and you especially to showcase um, the bigger picture, not only with the charities, but Cousin Adam and yeah. Dan 
and to all the people who who put this project together for us on a on a weekly basis, sometimes a daily basis. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just really impressed. I, I think you guys did such a great job, and I'm really proud of all three of you for making the journey. And you, you're, you know, they'll never they'll never tell you what the money was spent on, um, but you know, somebody in hospice care is going to get something that they need, and a child is going to fall in love with the game of golf because of the three of you and the things that you did. So, um, from all of us here at the Swingdom. We congratulate you, uh, and we're really proud of you. You know, I know I texted you a few times how <laughs> proud I was of you, uh, but I really am. You know, the, you know, the, uh, community service is kind of my uh, what I hang my hat on, and and I, you know, uh, really happy to see it was that so much fun. We're getting to to play a much bigger role in it. So it was a lot of fun. I think the coolest thing was basically just waking up every day and being like, all I have to do is wake up, like wake up, walk and wake play up, golf. walk, play golf. That's it. What I a mean, life. It was challenging. It was really, really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was, it was fun. I think at the end of the day, I'm not even like, Oh, it was worth it. I'm glad we did everything we got to do for the charities, but it was just fun doing it. It was just so much fun doing it. Like a uh, mug dad, uh, obligatory mug dad. Uh, he's just sort of like, how does it feel to be the first person to, to walk Hadrian's wall with a set of golf clubs in the 2000 years it's been there? And I was just sort of like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if anybody should ever be congratulated for that. <laughs> I remember there was one point where we were looking up a set of stairs and the stairs went up like a hundred feet and there were stone steps. And you know how like stone steps are never even, they're like anywhere from like six inches to 18 inches. And they just yeah. went straight up. And this lady came out and she was like, Oh, you, you know, there's like an easier way to get around if you want to go around that way. And I was just like, it was like, I was 10 miles in on a 15 mile day. And uh-huh. now I was like 12 miles in on a 15 mile day. It was five o'clock at night. It was like starting to get dark. And I was just like, no, I'm There's going easy. to get up this hill. I'm <laughs> going to get up these stairs. And cousin Adam was just like, no, no, we're doing a charity walk. Like he's a little <laughs> bit cranky. Like we're going to do it. I was, you know, I just did the whole thing. I was like, I have to earn this. Mm-hmm. Like if people are donating money, I'm going to do this right. And I'm going to earn it. That's right. And I felt like I did. And I had a blast doing it. And I cannot wait to go up there and drive to all of those golf courses and play them for real. That's right. <laughs> Unrest. Yes. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Very right. cool. Uh, you're, you're doing the read. All right. It's time for us to put down our bag and hear from our sponsors. This is going to uh, be such a long podcast. It is. Well, we're going to finish up very soon. Okay. Uh, all right. So big shout out to, again, uh, Ben, Adam, and Dan for their 100 miles, 100 holes challenge. Uh, if you'd like to go donate, go to Virgin Money uh, Given 100 miles, 100 holes. Uh, make a donation there. Again, we're going to keep the link up. Yeah, just go to, um, go to the Instagram. It's in the bio yeah. in the Instagram. It's going to be That's in right. all the links in the YouTube and it's it's in it's at the top of our website, so the po- the swingdompodcast.com. Yeah, um, and if you're having trouble hearing this, uh, please visit Hearing Aid Centers of New Jersey, Beltone Hearing Aid Centers of New Jersey, the Jersey Shore. Um, 
Ben, please remind me of the phone number because it has been two weeks since I have recited this phone number. It is it's, plus one. Yeah. 732-888-9000. Yes, it is. Thank you. I just needed the area code, actually. Uh, 732-888-9000. If you're having trouble hearing, uh, give them a call. Say golf really loud because obviously you can't hear yourself. Uh, they'll connect you uh, with a free hearing test, and they'll get you on your way to uh, affordable and top-of-the-line um, hearing devices, hearing aids. Whatever else helps you hear better, um, they'll help you out. So Belltone Hearing Aid Centers of New Jersey, 732-888-9000, plus one if you are outside of the U.S. Um, and if you're outside of the East Coast of the United States, please make the drive. The, the drive's pretty, uh, and you'll be in a really cool area. So go donate, top of the page on our website, um, to 100 miles, 100 holes, and go get yourself a free hearing test with promo code GOLF. Now let's talk real golf, Ben. Let's do it. And now to your hosts, Ben Ridner and Gunnar Kane. Fist bump. There you go. Um, yeah, so I, I got limited golf stuff while I was away. Uh -huh. Number one, I know we didn't talk about this at all, the Sanderson's Chicken Championship. Yep. Sergio Garcia wins the Sanderson Farms Open. Uh, Did you see that trophy? Yeah, it's a chicken. Is it? It's terrible. It's a male chicken. What do you call a male a chicken? Rooster. What else do you call a male chicken? Exactly the same thing you call Sergio Garcia. Let's Nailed it! Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you should be like, that's one holding another one. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell whose who's trophies <laughs> whose. <laughs> I think, was that just like the joke going around everywhere for like four days? No, I had nobody who would appreciate it. And you were busy doing some sort of walk or whatever. So it was kind of tough. As soon as I saw it, I was like, ah. I was like, which one's bigger? <laughs> that's right um let's see uh, uh what questions do you have for me for the golf so KP that, that was really number one so like everybody is saying that that sergio garcia's career is now going to be lengthened because he's won this yes he gets two years of um exemption yeah does it give him any real credibility no okay that was that was like my question is like Sergio Garcia wins in all like a preseason event. Yeah. Does does it like it's the first win since the Masters, who you know 2017, so it's been yeah. three years. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um uh Si Young Kim uh wins the women's PGA championship, uh yeah. her first major and her sixteenth uh LPGA tour victory. Yeah. Um people have been expecting her to win a major for a while. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I watched a bit of this. It was hard to watch because our favorite Canadian female golfer mm -hmm. struggled. I know. She Brooke, struggled. Yeah. Brooke, Brooke Henderson has a place in my heart forever. Um, and, you know, she's, she's won, a, She won this event before, so it wasn't, like, impossible for her. To, she just had a really hard time on this one. Right. She's a, yeah. she's a winner in my book. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the SAS Championship, uh, yeah. PGA Tour Champions. Uh, Jim Furyk going out for his 
fourth, uh, attempting his fourth win in four starts. Yeah. Um, gets outdone by Ernie Els. Yeah. Um, hey, this is the top three. This the top three is beautiful, and this is just a just a real good PGA Tour callback. Ernie Els, Colin Montgomery, VJ Singh. Yeah. Cut. That's golf. You know what I'm saying? If, if you the thing for, is, is now now that I live in England, everybody's just like Colin Montgomery is not a very nice guy. Sure, that doesn't matter to me. Okay, yeah, no, it's quintessential golf. Um, I always like if you don't see Bernard Langer in the top five, I'm like, what what kind of event was this? What's happening right. here? Uh, no, but uh, yeah, I yeah. kind of have this sense that Jim Furyk might be the new Bernard Langer. Okay. I could see that. I see him having a like crazy longevity. Yeah. Um, currently Matthew Wolf is in third place at the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open. You scared me. I just looked at it and I was like, he's not in first place. No, Martin Laird is has a one stroke lead. He's through fourteen. Um you know, that'll finish up in an in an hour or so. Um Yeah, we didn't make any picks. So sorry about that. No, we did not make picks. I'm really bummed because I did not pick Sergio Garcia, um, nor would I have. No, uh, but I might have, <laughs> just for fun, just to make everybody mad. <laughs> uh, I am looking up. Ask me what else you need, because I, there is one big story, and I want to get all the names right. Okay, um, so two, two um, more, two, two more questions. One is, what's up with the hoodie? Why is uh-huh. that a thing? We kind of discussed that. It's not. Um, I think it's just one of those things that sort of gave Tyrrell Hatton a lot more sort of thunder to go out with this week because I know he's like a very angry player anyway. Mm-hmm. So if people are going to be like, why are you playing with a hoodie? He's like, this is why, because I'm going to crush it. Um, and then the next thing was word is, is, is something about Phil Mickelson making another Champions Tour Show preview debut. Well, I hope so. That's what that's the last thing I read on on somewhere else. Oh no, this is the big thing. This is my big question. What is up with uh with with Fitz with Matthew Fitzpatrick? Uh, uh Fitzpatrick is saying that. I read uh, somewhere that the quote was taken out of context. Brandel Chambly's jumping on board, like. It just seems to be the biggest story this week. Yeah, I mean, he's saying that he, you know, Bryson DeChambeau is making a mockery of the game and blah, 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 blah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, (laughs) He's the new Charles Barkley? (laughs) It's it's terrible. It's it's terrible, Shaq. Uh, You know, what what are you going to do? He is making a mockery of the game. But you know what that means? The game should either leave Bryson DeChambeau alone or make the adjustments. What do you want from me? Look, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Bryson DeChambeau sympathizer. I think I've made my point very clear on yeah, that. Neither of us are. But he's not cheating, and he's yes. trying really. You know the old saying: if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bryson DeChambeau doesn't even need to cheat. He just tries way harder than most of the cheaters like, out there. I feel like everybody else has like a swing coach. Uh-huh. And Bryson DeChambeau just has like a contract lawyer reading the rules of the game. 
and being like, this is a hole you can exploit. This is another hole you can exploit. If you look over here, this is an entire thing they've missed when it comes to working out in distance. Mm -hmm. And have fun. Go out there and do some stuff. Um, I know we were loud wrong on him winning the PGA. So loud. Yeah, we were loud wrong on that. Um, he's just like, he's, he's just going to be the favorite until as something happens. Mm -hmm. I just... This is the thing. It's like you can do it with a bit of humbleness and like I think the difference is is like you have LeBron James, right? Who's like mm -hmm. the biggest guy out there and changed the game because he's a he's like a small forward slash power forward mm -hmm. playing point guard. That's true. Like basketball, right? Like he, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like he sort of changed yeah. the game. And then you had Steph Curry like 10 years later, just be like a six foot one guy who can shoot it from anywhere. And they figured out statistically that, that if you're making 50% of your three pointers, it's better it's for you more than making points. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's better for you than if you're making 75% of your two pointers. Absolutely. Um, or it's the same, but it's harder to make whatever the other thing. Um, so like my sort of question with Bryson is, is like, is he going to do this in a way in which people are going to appreciate him and he's going to change the game no. or is he going to become sort of like a villain of, he's a villain. Uh, okay. He's the, yeah. he's this, is he the villain a, already? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Of course he is. As a matter of fact, he's so much the villain that nobody even cares about Patrick Reed and Patrick wow. Reed's the ultimate villain. Yeah. And, because and he actually cheats. He actually cheats. <laughs> We've seen him cheat a few times. You know, and uh, and, and I've never known Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, at all, but I've never known him to be somebody who uh, attacks others. So I'm sure it was taken out of context. What really doesn't help, though, <laughs> is yesterday Bryson DeChambeau has an intense stare down with a cameraman because he double bogeys whole to as yeah. Bryson DeChambeau in a nutshell uh give me all the accolades when I play well and leave me alone if I'm not and there's no in between for him and that's yeah. why I can't sympathize with the guy um yeah whatever you know what are you yeah. gonna do golf is golf and and everybody's a character and that's fine I like that yeah and we'll we're just gonna sit back and watch what Bry Bryson DeChambeau does to the game that we love and it's going to be for better or for worse, and, and we're all in for it. Um, what I would like to do, though, is end our golf on a positive note. Okay. Um, I want to move to uh, NCAA College Golf and the University of Kentucky, where Alex Goff, G-O-F-F, -F, not, not golf, uh, but close, uh, Alex Goff wins the Blessings Collegiate Invitational in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, Goff's best friend or, or one of his close friends and teammates um, uh, was Colin Brown at the age of 20 succumbed to cancer. Yes. Uh, Alex Goff uh, and the NCAA went back his and forth. His nickname was HaHa? Uh, possibly. What was his name? Uh, Colin Brown? Co Colin Brown. Um, Alex Goff 
and the NCAA and the University of Kentucky went back and forth and all together and worked out where Alex Goff could uh, carry his friend's bag at Blessings because this is the most recent tournament since his passing and Alex won it uh, and got to win with his buddy on, on his shoulder or uh, or probably on his cart but he got he got to win uh with his friend's bag um and that's a real feel good story for the University of Kentucky for Alex Golf for the for Colin Brown's family and yeah. for NCAA golf in general and uh, uh our hearts go out to the Brown family and to the University of Kentucky who uh lost a player lost a friend lost a brother and much love to Alex Goff for pulling it all together and, and blessings indeed on his win at the Blessings Collegiate Invitational. Um, yeah, hope to no, see I, him did, I did hear about – I think we heard – I think I mentioned this this summer um, when he did pass away because he was, he was such a big uh, like character at the University of Kentucky. Everybody loved this kid. He mm. just brought a smile to everybody's face. Um, he actually made the cut at the at the Barbasol Championship. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so damn shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really nice of Golf to be, you know, bringing bringing some recognition to you know one of his good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, very cool. Um, well, do you, do you have any uh, anything for? what you're doing in golf are you taking a break i know i've left you alone for the past few days and uh because i figured you were gonna sleep i did i was like i've been sleeping loads I uh, do, like my body has just been repairing for everybody on the youtube i i do this number where i pull my phone this is my phone i pull my phone out and go i should be asleep i'm gonna put this down <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i'm gonna leave him alone yeah well my then phone you, like at, after five o'clock my i'm usually your time at 10 o'clock my time i'm usually mm-hmm. yeah close to being asleep um yeah i think i'm gonna go play fun golf in a buggy on wednesday good <laughs> i feel like i've earned that <laughs> yes i'm gonna go rent a buggy and play buggy golf um, but other than that, I start editing tomorrow. I'm going to try yeah. to get out. We got to uh, the Trafford Center where Matt Fryer teaches, mm-hmm. and they had 36 holes of dinosaur putt-putt. And the dinosaurs moved. Really? And there was a volcano. Oh, that's and there were my actual, kind of golf. There were actual water hazards. And so we I'm really vid- excited to see that video because we videoed the team playing we've 18 seen holes a lot of, of the images of, of Dino Falls golf. <laughs> but all the videos are coming out. Um, I'm I'm debating what format to do these videos in. So we may do an Instagram poll. Like, should I do mm-hmm. sort of the 10 to 20 20 minute long individual episodes? I'm thinking about doing like a 40 minute or even like an hour and a half long, like special. We may, I may try to send to um, like documentary film specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to hey, uh, Tony Kornheiser and, and have we, have you heard back from Michael Kornheiser yet? I have not. Ugh. I heard they were busy though, because speaking of the golf foundation, um, uh, um, they lost one of their the chair people of the um uh local first tea program yeah a friend of the show and and uh 
a close friend of the Kornheisers and, and they've had a week long put together of uh, a kind of a charity event. As a matter of fact, Gavin's played at the, um, at the first tee of greater Richmond where they held the event at. Uh, Why didn't you so go to the event? That's, that's very cool. Well, I didn't know it was there. Oh, I mean, did- we're not part of the first tee. Uh, but we, uh, I believe we are going to attempt to, to start working a little bit closely with them um, because they're, they're more spread out now. Yeah. Um, that and uh, PGA Junior League, I think we're going to uh, reach out to and see if we can't do a That'd little something, awesome. something with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be on the team next year. Uh, no, I'm, I think the thing I'm, most, I'm yeah. most excited to be back and doing the podcast again. So I'm like, I'm already like, yes. I'm already planning for Wednesday's pod. Yeah, I'm no, ready. This is this is great. It's great to have you back. It's I'm gonna make some to picks for a tournament I don't even know the name of yet. That's right, this Sergio Garcia. No, <laughs> nope, not doing it. Um, Gunner, thank you for doing the show. Thanks Sunday night show. Me. Do we know who's won yet? Should we actually like say who's won this tournament? Uh, as of right now, through. Uh, it's loading through 15 holes. Matthew Laird is ahead by one stroke. Wow, it's Martin Laird. 24 under par. It's Martin Laird. And he's ahead by two. Martin Laird. <laughs> uh, Matthew, you're right. Matt, no, he's not. He's ahead by one. No, I've got, I've I got, through, right here. I've got through 15. He's at minus 24. Uh huh. Yeah, Austin Cook is at 23 under. Oh, I've got him at through 16. He's at 22 under. No, he birdied 17. Did he? Get with it, Ben. Why are they lying to me? Uh, What? Matthew Matthew Wolf is uh, one stroke behind. Uh, Three eagles for Matthew Wolf uh, yesterday. Very impressive. That's the dream. Um, I chipped in twice playing Centurion. Yeah, that was when you (laughs) chipped in once for birdie and I chipped in once for, yeah, for bogey on a par three. I lost the first ball. So it was three off the tee and then Uh I chipped Chipped in for bogey. That's very cool. I still have, Um, I still have, uh, it's telling me the wrong thing. Sorry, I got the PGA Tour app right here. Well, let me pull what it. I'm, I'm looking at Golf Channel. They're, you know, uh, Bryson right. DeChambeau is not going to win this. So, well, there goes my pick. All right. Well, go check out the Swingdom on Instagram, on Twitter, and on the Facebook. Um, if you're on Instagram, please hit the link in the bio to donate 100 miles, 100 holes. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Ben does a great job. And like you said, he's going to be putting out a ton of video from the uh walk big shout out to Bubby tracy golf center who uh really outfitted you guys i love that video and uh uh my heart started racing a bit from uh all the love that they showed you so right so cool tell tell them i'm available if they need to (laughs) if they have more stuff to hand out and i'll send um we'll mail you some yeah Um, yeah. i mean to be fair i've got to thank everybody right Tom at Bubby Tracy Golf Center has been amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike at the Polk Arms helped us out hugely. Uh, JR at Beltone Hearing Aid Centers, he sent a, 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 some sponsorship money I've yet to find, so I've got to find that. Um, Vice Golf Balls hooked us up. 
We're going to actually be giving away some of our logoed vice golf balls when we get closer to 2,000 followers. Or I might save it for 2,500 followers on Instagram, 200 followers on the YouTube. Um, and I just want to thank everybody out there who's given anything. And if you, if you can find it in your heart and soul, please give them a bit more. We're trying to help people who have loved ones who aren't in the best of health. And we're trying to help kids who may not get the opportunity to play a sport. We love to play that sport. So um, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for everything you're doing. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you, Gunner. Thank you, Ben. Swing them out. Swing them out. You've been listening to The Swingdom. Remember, we're just two guys. 28 clubs, zero putts given. I'm not sure my feet will ever be the same again. Please don't tell me about it anymore. I'll just, I won't tell you. I'll just send you more pictures.